were you thrilled or were you filled? Because we have a lot of people in church that's thrilled. They're thrilled by, you know, about who they think God is. They're thrilled by, you know, coming to church. They're thrilled by what's happening in their lives, the new cars, the new houses, all that stuff. But when there's none of that, when, how are you feeling then? When that's taken away, when that's snatched from you. the herald angels sing welcome back to pew baby babies i'm ron of church club and i'm the chief apostle to the food this week you are daddy people's mic (laughs) that smells You know what? That's true, though. Like, have y'all, you know how they've been washing stuff in the tubs and stuff? I can't imagine if they put all the church mics in the bathtub. With have the y'all ever mic. smelled a church mic after, like, at the prayer mic? Them church mics started COVID. <laughs> you see the plaque in the little, in the little crevices there. Y'all are crazy. Ew. <laughs> crazy. COVID was just brewing and that's pooling in the holes. Ew. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, like we said, welcome back to Pew Babies. <laughs> um, it is Christmas time. I'm trying to get myself in the Christmas mood. But um, yeah, so let's get started with the show. I would ask you guys what your weeks are, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And I want to do some Pew Baby trivia. So prepare your hearts, prepare your minds. <laughs> we'll see what y'all know about oh, the scriptures. <laughs> okay. So Jeez. first question. Name at least three of Adam and Eve's children. Seth, Cain, and Abel. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. This is going to sound messed up, but I just realized that they had a child named Seth. I don't know why. <laughs> I was just like, it didn't make sense because I was like, Abel died and then Cain was cursed. And I was like, so who was the one who the third like, one we came from? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, the lineage. The lineage. I just I have a friend named Seth, so that's the only reason why <laughs> I cheated. Okay. All right. Second question: Who did the angel come to first in the book of Luke? Let me know if y'all need like multiple choice to give like the prophecy. Ooh, I think I know the answer, but multiple choice, please. Multiple choice. <laughs> multiple choice. Okay. Mary. Joseph. Elizabeth or Zacharias? Elizabeth. No, Zacharias. I don't know, Mike. Lifeline. Now she done confused me with the with the multiple choice because now I'm I'm hold on, wait. So the story, the book, so this is the way the Bible goes. It goes, is it Zachariah, then Elizabeth? Because she he she has John the Baptist. So because then when Mary comes to no. Because Mary got confirmation from Elizabeth. Oh, it's getting tricky. 
I thought it was Mary, but I feel like now I'm tricked up. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm going to guess. <sighs> Sorry for all the pastors that... uh. <laughs> You got the first one too quick, so I'm glad that y'all are stumped on this one because it. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Zacharias. But what was it? Was it? No. Hmm. A pastor. Final answer. I'm gonna okay. actually go with Zachariah. I'm gonna go with Zachariah. Is that is that you guys' final answer? Okay. Ding ding ding! Yeah. You got it right. Yeah. Oh. He first came to Zacharias, and then Zacharias didn't believe him, and then he became mute. And he's like, "Oh, give me the Messiah," because he couldn't talk into the Messiah, something like that. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm thinking. Okay. Until, yeah. I think it was until John the Baptist was actually birthed mm. that he couldn't talk, but. Somebody could check that. Um, all right. Last question. How did Hannah pray when she prayed for Samuel? How did she pray? Mm-hmm. It's specifically stated in the scripture. Now look. So- <laughs> <laughs> um, dang, the way she was know. praying made, this is a hint. The way she was praying, it made the, um, the priest think she was drunk. She was was like, it on the doorpost? Not exactly. She was weeping and wailing, like, because she was like, Ugh. she did cry. Okay, I'll just give y'all this one. She did cry, but um, she was praying in her heart, but only her mouth was moving. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Who's getting drunk like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they weren't as unruly as we are now, I guess, when people get drunk. But yeah, so that is Pew Baby Trivia. Like I said, that was cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, everyone we mentioned, they, you know, are connected to being a pee baby. At least that's why I think. I think that Seth and all of them, I think they're the original pee babies, right? Because their parents had a relationship with Christ, and that relationship was supposed to be passed down. Mm-hmm. Clap is like, mm, but they <laughs> separated. Uh, I, uh, you know me? I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't. I don't know if I want to consider Seth and them a puke baby after what after what took place. Hmm. Okay. But then, should they pay for? Should they pay for their That's parents' what I was mistakes? Thinking. Right, because they did though. Well, yeah, they did. They did. In, but they were still offering sacrifices to God, so they still had some type of relationship with Christ, even mm-hmm. growing up. That's the whole reason why Cain killed Abel. So, I don't know. Interesting. Um, all right. So, Apostle, do you have a business for us this week? I do. I have an apostolic business this week. Um, this week we are featuring Marcus Business Solutions. It is a another um, marketing solutions business. Uh, so, Justin Marcus is a native of the D.C., Maryland metro area. He is a driven thought leader and talented graphic artist. He invests much of his time, efforts, and energy to ensure that he creates timely and creative content, perfect for whatever your need is. Over five years of graphic design experience, two years community outreach awards, and he's a current MBA student in uh, business management and information technology. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in business management. He is the 
Information Technology Assistant of the Apostolic Faith Fellowship International District 1. He's the chief designer, a pastor, and has three degrees in varying fields of business and ministry. Uh, He is also the pastor of the New Foundation Apostolic Ministries in Laurel. Um, So, you know, again, I think we featured... uh, two other people that do uh, marketing and stuff. So if you have a ministry or, you know, you're over the social media ministry and the only thing you know how to use is word art, please, please, please hit up one of these people that can help you get your marketing, uh, marketing your ministry, especially uh, during pandemic. Marketing is very important. If you have an apostolic business, please feel free to email us at pewbabies at gmail.com. Amen. 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 All right. So I'm going to be doing the church announcements for this week. Um, the first announcement is that David and Tamla Mann are launching a new series called Man Family Dinner. And it's a web series where they uh, sit and do the new thing, you know, mukbang, where you're like eating while you chat. I don't know. Why, but okay. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing that. And it's like part mukbang, part reality show where they sit with their children and discuss life, love and other hot topics. So uh, I believe that's coming out in 2021. So I guess look out for that. What is it called again? Man Family Dinner. Oh, sound like the Red Table. Red Table Talk. <laughs> do y'all have any thoughts on like gospel artists or figures doing reality tv shows i i don't i'm I'm not a fan because i think that some um well I, I'm, I'm a little torn but i will probably err on the side of not doing reality tv shows only because there was a gospel artist that was on a um on a reality tv show preachers of atlanta and the way <laughs> you know it kind of told into her life it was a lot. Like it was overwhelming. And it makes it a little bit hard to like hear the artist after that. Because I've was seen Leandria. Uh, uh, okay. 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 <laughs> uh, but after no, that, she was um, on Iyanla. She needed to be on Iyanla, but she needed to also be on somebody's altar after that. And it's not no judgment. I just think that you know, gospel artists and stuff are human as well, but I think it kind of gives people a distorted view when you can view into their personal lives, especially on a platform where millions of viewers are looking at it. So I'm a little bit torn, but I'm going to err on the side of, no, I don't think gospel artists should delve that deep into, because then you end up with like a Jamal Bryant situation, the stuff that they're dealing with now. So I agree. I mean, it depends. At first I thought it depends on who the artist is, but then I thought about how the world wants Christians to be portrayed because they're going to edit it and cut it and tailor it to how they want Christians in general, how to be seen basically hypocritical and, Amongst other things, which, you know, it can be dangerous. So I'm in the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's set around drama. Like Mary Mary was interesting because they tried to keep it like holy. But then it was like interesting dynamics. Because it's like, yeah. what's going on? But anyway. I like the show. It was, I actually yeah, it was watched good. it. Tina got on my nerves because she just is spoiled. But that's just her personality. She was going through at the time, you know. And then out of that, we got Destiny. And that was beautiful. I met her in real life, though, so. Okay. (laughs) How was she doing after she came out and supported Trump four years ago? She She did. 
She did? Yeah, she did. She came out four years ago and said she supported Trump and had to cancel her tour um, after that. Huh. Yep. Well, <laughs> haven't seen I don't care. I still love her. She can sing. She can sing. <laughs> Might be singing to herself, but she can sing. Stop. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on. It was a big thing on. I think she was like doing an interview, and she was like came out and said it. And I mean, not to get off subject here, but I think you know sometimes like if that's what you did, I think that should have been something you kept to yourself. Being who your listener base is. You know, you might should have just kind of kept that to yourself, you know, and not said anything because now like probably 95 percent of your followers are probably not Trump supporters. But anyway. Right. But I think there's a difference between the first election of Trump and, and this current past election, too. Yeah. Like I wasn't for the first one, but I wasn't looking at you really crazy this one i was looking at you really crazy but <laughs> i digress <laughs> so um in more somber news american bishop ayana Locke uh passed away they haven't announced necessarily what she passed away from but she was born in pittsburgh pa um and she uh came to know jesus christ according to acts two and four sorry i'm like skimming through this um, and it looks like she was part of a uh, PAW. Oh. So keeping people in prayer, there's a lot of pastors and other religious figures and mothers and whoever else that are passing away this year. So let's keep the saints in prayer because I think I saw somebody say giants are falling. So, mm. yeah, that's kind of true, though. They're making way for us, for us, I think, the P babies. Are we right there? I don't know. We have no choice but to be. Because <laughs> they're yeah. bowling out like deuces. Yeah, you got to get so ready. It's forcing us to get ready, which is good. That's a good way of looking at it. It's an interesting perspective that she was forcing us to get ready. Because I've seen a lot of, you know, statuses during pandemic where people, you know, a lot of the generals, as they say, have passed. And um, there's some people saying that God is raising us up. And there's half people saying like, this next generation is who we're handing the baton to. What are we hand, you know, what are they ready? So I think that's an interesting conversation that we'll have to have later on. I'll write that down. Yeah. In other news, uh, Kiara Sheard is now Kiara Sheard Kelly. Kelly. I love um, her last she name. She has uh, wed Mr. Jordan Kelly. Um, so congratulations to her. Congrats, sis. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm looking at the Instagram post she put up and it says, and no, I'm not pregnant. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm sorry. Apostle, apostle, apostle. His face. <laughs> Daddy people's Mike got something to say. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I don't want to be I don't want to be inappropriate on this show. I just I, you know I wanna uh, hear No <laughs> Oh word fast, word fast. Okay. <laughs> you know, I I think we said it early before we recorded, but you know, you know, just you don't have to live in sin anymore. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Amen. Okay. <laughs> that that we didn't write that topic down too because that's another discussion. <laughs> Whoa, okay. 
I'm no longer a slave to sin. Okay. <laughs> All mm. right. Um, Jesus. Then uh, Not Holding Back by J.J. Harrison is going to be coming out New Year's Day. So it looks like he's releasing his mm. 11th album. Uh, 12 tracks, which is exciting. There's going to be quite a number of people featured. But yeah, so look forward to that. Not Holding Back being released New Year's Day. Okay. Well, I haven't bought any J.J. Harrison albums. I just pick songs off of them. So we'll see. I'm excited. I kind of stopped buying after they lost the choir sound. So after about 2012, I kind of just started streaming the music. But I did get the one where he did like the throat where he went back to his throwbacks. But um, I miss when he did the choir stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, did he? I mean, but he's been putting out successful music since then, though. Like Miracle Worker was big. Uh, what's that song? I have I like no Bo reason Jamati. to fear. Yeah, Lord Jamadi is like a throwback like a throwback. to me at this I know. point. <laughs> Lord Jamadi, Lord Jamadi. Oh my God. Love to put that J sound in there, Lord Jamadi. Jamadi. Lord Jamadi, that's the <laughs> I, like I do, I like it too. <laughs> well, and that is your church announcements. Thank you, Sister Ron, for those wonderful announcements. You can now be seated. So the- <laughs> I'm annoying. All right, what's up, y'all? Church Clap is out here. I'm about to narrate this segment of Pew Babies. So as we know, Christmas is coming up. So, you know, we got to talk a little bit, just a little bit about God's birth, Jesus' birth. So I just want to talk to y'all about you guys' experience a little bit. Um, Growing up, how was Christmas for you? And the main avenue that we're going to focus on is just staying merry not only through christmas or staying cheerful through christmas but doing it throughout the year because we have to as christians maintain you know our emotions maintain how we are i know this year has been tough for rounded rounding it off within a couple of weeks um this year will be over we had a lot of um different transitions we had an economic crisis and it's still looking uncertain as to what may be going on a lot of people lost their jobs we have uh, people have lost loved ones amongst other things um everyone's been shut in so of course christmas is going to be different or whatever um you plan to do to, to close this year out is going to be different so i just want to talk to y'all to get your perspective or just get your experience of Christmas, what it was like in your home growing up. So whoever wanna jump in, because I wanna know what were y'all doing as pew babies. So Christmas specifically for us was a big deal in our household. Still is this year. It's going to be a little weird with the um, pandemic and social distancing, but um, usually Christmas is a big deal. Um, we usually have lots of people over, a lot of food, gift giving. Um, growing up for me, 
it was something we looked forward to. Like, you know, Thanksgiving was big, but Christmas was definitely something that we looked forward to. You know, Christmas trees up. Yes, we put Christmas trees up in our house. Um, you know, <gasps> we have the decor. You can sit up there. I, I will, anybody wants to email me or call me about that scripture in Jeremiah, feel free to. Okay. Anyway. Um, What's that scripture? You got to bring that out. <laughs> <laughs> about them nailing down the trees. They were nailing down the trees and worshiping the trees. Um, and we don't worship no trees over here. We just got it up for decor to put gifts under it. Amen. Amen. Nailing down trees over here. We ain't bowing down and worshiping no trees over here in holiness. We not. Okay. We only worship the true and living God. Um, but no, so we, but um Growing up, we always had like in, even in church, we had Christmas programs. Um, one of my favorite memories of growing up in church and the Christmas programs when they used to give us the little brown paper bags, and they would have the orange, the apple, the nuts, and the candy in it. Uh, I look forward to that every year. Uh, getting those brown paper bags, she's tearing her face up, but that was like the main <laughs> thing to look forward to that when you would go to the heart. Christmas program. <laughs> it warmed my little heart, but um, and even with you know a lot of parents like growing up you know, told children early on, especially if you grew up in church that Santa Claus wasn't real. But the one thing I appreciate with my parents, they kind of let me enjoy that childhood fantasy until it was time for me them to tell me like, hey, like that's us buying those gifts. That's not Santa Claus. But I remember one year, um, I know I'm going to probably get laughed at. I left Santa some apples and some Coca-Cola out for Christmas one year. And so the apples were still there when I woke up, but the Coke was gone. I was like, Santa did my dad was like, nah, Santa didn't like the uh, apples, but he did drink the Coke. Like Santa, you know, but but it but one thing I have always enjoyed, and one thing even when I hopefully if, if the Lord shall tarry and delay his coming, um, if I have a family one day, like I plan to, you know make Christmas a tradition in our house because to me it's not about so much like receiving it's more so about giving like somebody is in need of something that was something our church focused on growing up whether it was giving out food during this time of year it was giving out clothes giving out toys for Todd it's all about giving this season and 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 making sure like people that don't have unless fortunate you about giving and, and sharing a piece of that but above all is sharing the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ and sharing the love of Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, letting the world know that that's a gift that you would never, ever want to return. Amen. Amen. What, what else came in in that little bag? That was it? No, no candy? It would be like peppermint, be like some butterscotch candy, but it would be like old people. <laughs> Walnuts, <laughs> walnuts, old people's snacks, orange, <laughs> apple. But we used to look forward to a candy cane. I used to look forward to that little bag, you know, growing up. With uh, for even throughout high school, we had Christmas parties. Used to give it a brown paper bag. It was a tradition. And I used to really look forward to it. And some of the parents be like, "Nah, say those pecans and stuff. I need that for my pecan pie." So uh, okay, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, as kids, we'd be like, "I ain't eating the pecans." But, I know. Yeah. Um, opposite of that. So <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, like, yeah, we didn't have trees. We didn't. I didn't. I don't think I ever believed in Santa. To be honest, I think we always was like it's always been Jesus Christ, and then like our parents providing the gifts. Just 
Um, but I didn't like, it's not like they didn't give us gifts during Christmas, especially growing up. Like my parents would like emphasize that this is Jesus's birthday. It's not your birthday. And they might tell us, I think like there's been a few years where my parents was like, well, you're not getting anything for Christmas. Don't expect it because it's not your birthday. But then they would give us like a bike or something and be like, oh, we love you and give a gift. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember that. So I, that was the fondest memory of like waking up one time and they had bikes in the garage and I was like, oh, <laughs> look at y'all. <laughs> or like my mom, she'll do like little things. Like I, I was a really big like Donald Lawrence fan when I was a kid. And I remember her buying me the Speak Life album. <laughs> Stop. But okay, clap. But she bought me the album for Christmas. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, back up. Gift, huh? Back up. How old were you? I don't know. Like, when did the Speak Life come out? 2004. Dang. Okay. And it's 2020 now. And I'm 28. 2004. We need to calculate it, y'all. Somebody <laughs> do the math. <laughs> Right. about 12 okay just say I was 12. 12 okay okay all right then I was 12 all right I, I believe that yeah I, I think for the most part they they taught us from the beginning about what Christmas was truly about and what the season was truly about and then um but they would still make sure like you know we weren't left out as kids you know you don't want to show up to school the next day and everybody like, oh, I got gifts. What did you get? You got to be like, oh, I got nothing. Like, um, You're probably like, you got a sock of coal. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it was, it was interesting because my aunt, she would actually do this thing called day of giving. And so she wouldn't give gifts on Christmas. She'd wait until like the beginning of January to like do her gifting, um, which was something that we did too. But um, growing up in church, loved it. Okay, so we used to have plays and programs. I remember them having the play um, the night before the rapture. One of the sisters, she wrote that. And I was like, why are we talking about Jesus's coming? <laughs> we should be talking about his, his the other coming. The other coming. When he came down, not when he's coming back. <laughs> not when he's coming back, but it was good. Um, you know, y'all remember having to do those Christmas speeches or something that you had to remember it, yeah. like, Christ our Savior was born this day <laughs> and he risen from the grave. And like, I don't know, it's always some stuff. And then I remember um I used to lead the song um Happy Birthday Jesus every year. Sing <laughs> so, it. I want to hear this. Happy birthday, Jesus. I'm so glad it's Christmas. All the carols and lights. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, why I sound like a oopa loopa? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I have very oh, fine yeah. Christmas memories. It, like it was always a good time and just like heartwarming. Um, even though we didn't do like all the like decor and all that stuff, it was still like a good time. Well, we all got together and, and gave gifts. So sounds nice. So like my experience is the same as both you guys. Mostly, I mean. Um, we had the church programs and then like, you know, you have Christmas with the trees and whatnot. I remember one time my parents did let me believe in Santa Claus up until I was like six. Cause I remember one time we were living in an apartment and like my gifts were under the tree and I heard a knock and my dad was like, that's Santa. So I was like, <laughs> oh, as I was I read it to my bed. He's like, go pretend like you sleep. And I went in there and I was like, as I closed. <laughs> And then they let me come back out and like open one gift. I used to open one gift on Christmas Eve. I was so spoiled. That was when I was the only child. Good days. But anyway, 
love you, sis. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I remember like every like Christmas, my dad, Christmas and I think Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like after we cook our dinner or whatever, my dad would make plates and my mom would cook. My dad would make the plates and we would go out to like DC and just pass out plates to like the homeless. They were like in specific areas. So that was fun. Um, Cause I know my, my dad, he has like a soft spot for the homeless because my grandfather was homeless at one point. Um, so like, that's just always been something, you know, that we um, did. So I look forward to that too every year and just volunteering but yeah so what, what are y'all favorite dishes for christmas like what do y'all make lasagna that mm. that's always i go to is lasagna mm. italiano yeah once we usually do traditional food uh one year we did an italian christmas so we had baked spaghetti and like, uh, oh yeah, like then we had like little other little sides with it, um, but it just depends. Like this year, we'll probably have like finger foods just because I told my dad like I don't want him standing on his feet doing all that cooking like he did Thanksgiving. So we'll probably just do finger foods um, this year. But usually we have the traditional. Actually, for Christmas we have more food for Christmas than we do Thanksgiving. I usually make my famous meatballs. Uh, How many balls are those? And I never tasted them. Come on. Uh, It's like barbecue style meatballs. I do a a sauce, whatever. So I make like the barbecue sauce. It's it's really good. It's a recipe I learned in high school. Okay. Take a note. There's cooking men Mm -hmm. in Apostle's family. (laughs) The women don't always have to cook. (laughs) My daddy taught my mama how to cook. So I got high expectations. So did my dad. My dad makes the bomb of spaghetti. Spaghetti. He taught my mother how to fry chicken. at At Ron's house. Huh, yeah, when I tell you, like, w- they had like three different types of meats, it was good. Like, we went here, but anyway, are you still a pesca? Ah, yeah, I don't eat okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, three types of meats. Nah, I'm, like- I'm sorry, <laughs> this is off topic, but I was reading a description today and I was like, should I not be pesca? That's something to talk about a different day, but okay, okay, so you can do like a do fish, whatever you want. Huh? No, the vi- scripture I was reading. He said a fish. What? Spaghetti. <laughs> no, just do it without the meat. With just the salt. Noodles. The sauce. Fish. If you do some Alfredo, like sh- some blackened salmon with some Alfredo, yeah, that would be good. Maybe or just vegetables. I made See? vegetable lasagna. It was good. How was that? It was good. I killed vegetable it. lasagna. Is good. That's yeah. different. That's a good slide and everything in sauce. But I want to taste. <laughs> I like to taste the meat. Topic. I blame you, Ron. I'm sorry. I know. It's fine. All right. So, like, it's good to hear that you guys have holiday cheer. But, you know, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are just delving deeper. I'm a little bit deeper. (laughs) (laughs) So my whole thing is that we have all this going on. Like we have these good memories and, you know, like I said, people have lost their loved ones this year. Like how do we keep God's cheer throughout the year? We are emotional beings, right? And basically because we're emotional, nine times out of 10 things affect us. So how do we, 
handle it or how do you all handle it in a sense? Um, I think when we realize that a lot of times we've been programmed to think that, oh, as long as you're happy or, you know, do what makes you happy. But a lot people of times making, we're people getting gifts and they're trying to that, that's what makes me happy. Yeah, you're getting gifts and stuff. You make and it, it makes you happy. But like you said, you're getting gifts, but you're happy because of what's happening. And so what you have to realize is that you have to have joy. And then, and the only way to have joy and have joy the and have joy in your heart is to have, you know, is to have God the Jesus on the inside to be filled with his spirit is in order to have joy. It's a lot of times Christmas is a novelty event. Like the novelty wears off of Christmas. After you open those gifts. You know, yeah, I remember as a kid, like I would get gifts and I remember I would get these big gifts. I would get a keyboard or sometimes I get a computer. Sometimes, I, you know, within two or three weeks, the novelty had worn off of those gifts. And it's like that same energy I had when I was opening those gifts, that's gone. Could that mean that happiness is gone? I'm looking for the next best thing. So we have to realize that that is only found in the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And, you know, um, a lot of times, even with, you know, everything going on this year and everything that we've been enduring this year, as far as pandemic and things like that, like the only way is to have a merry heart is to have, you know, is to put your trust in your strength. And everything that you have in Jesus Christ, he's our anchor and he's our only hope um, that we have. Even today, I was sharing with Ron earlier, uh, I had a a horrible day um, today. Like my work van got stuck in the mud today. Um, Then as I was getting ready to call a friend, uh, one of my best friends, um, I had to take him his watch back. Uh, He tells me his mother passed. So it was just one of those things where it was like everything was going wrong today. Uh, Everything seems to have been sad. Then on top of that, like Christmas is not going to look the same for us. So even in that, I had to find that, you know, God is the only help that we have. And, you know, a lot of t- that time, I think a lot of things were taken away from us this year that made us happy. So we had no choice but to, you know, glean from the joy of the Lord, which I think it, it kind of came down to where you just, where you thrilled or where you feel, because we have a lot of people in church that's thrilled. They thrilled by, you know, about who they think God is. They're thrilled by, you know, coming to church. They're thrilled by what's happening happening in their lives, the new cars, the new houses, all that stuff. But when there's none of that, how are you feeling then? When that's taken away, when it's snatched from you, loved ones are snatched from you and stuff like that. Are you still thrilled? Because if you still have the joy of the Lord and you can still say, Lord, I thank you in spite of that and still begin to still trust God, then you, 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 you are doing well. But if that leaves you and you forsake Christ, you know, when everything goes wrong and it's kind of like, you know what, I'm walking away, you know, blah, 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 blah. You have to go back and examine what that relationship is with Christ. Is it conditional based off the great things God does for you? Or is it conditional based off everything that, you know, God is and who he is to you. So I hope that makes sense. Made some great points. You pulled out exactly where I was trying to go with this. So Sister Ron, I want to come back to you and ask you. So based off of what Mike, (laughs) Dottie Peoples Mike has said, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the mic has said. Um, would you say that based off of what he said, Christmas can be sort of a depiction of what God's been telling us all along as far as not putting our cares in this world, not holding on. Like he said, you open the presents, you feel the excitement. But then after that, it kind of goes away. So it's kind of like, or even experiences that we have in throughout this year, um, bad experiences, would you say that they reflect on what God's been telling us or what the Bible has been telling us all along that this is in our home? Building off that of the point that he made, like, I think even just the Christmas season and how we treat it, like we can't commercialize Christ. And I think that's what people are going to miss, right? Like mm-hmm. we're, we're used to Christmas being a certain type of way and that happy feeling, like Mike was saying, the thrill of it. And we do tend to make Christ commercial instead of actually have a relationship. So I absolutely think that this is what Christ is talking about. Look, the scripture talks about a great falling away. Like it talks about that to me, even more so now, like I've just been really focusing on what my relationship with Christ is. And it's deeper than just going to church. It's deeper than all of those things that we're used to that commercialize Christ. That's the thing too, is like, we don't want to just keep surface level relationship with Christ. We don't want everything to just be a Facebook post or everything to just be a, mm-hmm. like a like or whatever else, or me just subscribe. Wearing, yeah. Me wearing a shirt that says, I, I trust that I believe Christ. Like we have to be deeper than that. We have to go deeper than that. Like it ha- it's, God is dope. God, God is dope. Like, you know, like what's your personal relationship with Jesus? And, and and that's the key. And I, and I hope like every time we, we think about that, like, what are we really, are you focusing on your relationship? So and that's the thing. Like, even when Jesus was born, it was like a few people around. It wasn't in front of a whole nation. It wasn't somewhere visible it was kind of done in secret like in um our relationship with god we should really like you said examine it in secret because this year really tested that um even with the commercialization of just everything (laughs) because even with easter and you know the world takes these certain holidays and i think sometimes christians buy into the hype sometimes and we kind of lose sight of what is important um, cause technically we celebrate Jesus's birth, death and resurrection every day as Christians, as we should. I mean, right. that's what we believe. If it wasn't for his birth, it would, you know, there wouldn't be a death and, you know, so, and without the death, they would, and without him rising again too, <laughs> um, without him, you know, being risen, there wouldn't be no Christianity because that's like, that's what makes Christianity different from all other beliefs. So um, I think that's what makes what we believe so special is that like we have an invincible, unshakable, unbreakable foundation in God. So um, even with Christmas and the holidays, going back to that topic. um, So what, what would you say to kind of encourage people who are mourning others and other friends who are helping their friends mourn? during this time over over loved ones that have been lost like how do you um guide them as far as their emotional ups and downs like what would you say to encourage them so they won't be on an emotional roller coaster 
I don't know. Like the it's it's hard, right? Because you don't want to downplay people's emotions. But mm. the other side of it too is especially if they were in Christ, you have something to look forward to because they made it. Let's say for believers. Okay, because that's the thing too, is like so me and Mike, we were talking before um we went online and it was just like okay, the list of people, you know how every year they have the list of people who passed away. And right. like I'm like, the list this year is gonna be really long. It's crazy because to think this everything kind of started like earlier this year, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> like, and that was the thing. Like, it's funny because yeah. I I forget like what the beginning of 2020 was even like. And it, it was crazy. And it was already that crazy. Was crazy yeah. Like, like from like the first beginning, like it was already just crazy. And yeah. so with the bang. It's with a big bang. Okay. No, not with a big bang. Sorry. <laughs> but um sorry. the big bang. Oh Lord. The big <laughs> bang saints. You you believe it? <laughs> Morning is going to happen. We can't let that, de- like, we can't let depression sink in. It's, I don't think that we treat mourning correctly and grief correctly a lot of times, especially in the U.S. We don't give time for people to actually, and even in the church, like, you know, we have the funeral service and then we have the repast. And by the repast, you expect people to be smiling, laughing. And then you tell no. people like, oh, our condolences, our sympathies, you read the resolution. We resolute. <laughs> all this stuff and then like at the end of the day like you still leave the family like alone or the family is like still needing something so I, I don't think we found a good way to deal with people and their loss um but I'll, all I can say is just hopefully you take comfort in the fact that some someone made it and like you know that's our that's our ultimate hope that's all we can hold on to so amen um, yeah, I agree with what Ron said to the believer. I think you do have to um allow people, you know, that time and space, especially in church, to be able to, you know, grieve because I mean, like the Bible says, it's once a man pointed them, um, you know, you're gonna die. You know, you are going to leave here one day. But um, when you leave here with Christ, there is a hope that, you know we'll see that person again if we live right and if we continue to walk this walk but in the natural while we're here on earth um i was reading first samuel chapter 30 um talking about how uh when the amalekites attacked ziglag and um killed their men but then they went on to take their um took the wives and the daughters but the biggest thing was that the city was up in smoke and you know, David weeped behind that. But what I like about that whole story at the end is that he strengthened himself in the Lord. And the thing you have to do, especially when you're in Christ and you lose a loved one, you're going to have to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because as Ron said, like, you know, the church doesn't always give you that space to grieve because they expect you to be, you know, happy, go lucky by the repast and be back on your post by the next service. And so, but, you know, David found a way to strengthen himself in the Lord because he knew there was nobody, everybody else around him had already left. They had already, you know, kind of forsaken him when all, when, when that happened. And we know the story about how, you know, even when, in in that same scenario, when David attacked, David actually killed the wives and he killed their children, but they they just took the wives and took the children when they attacked Ziglag. And so it, it hurt him so bad that he weeped, but he found a way to, 
you know, strengthened himself in the Lord and found a way to find that, you know, strength to say, you know what, I'm going to keep on striving until the end. I'm going to get back out there and keep going. And I think this year is enough where we've seen our own lives go up in smoke. Um, There was a lot of people that lost loved ones, you know, people that were very dear to them, lost friends, you know, lost jobs, lost, you know, a whole lot of stuff, saw their personal lives go up in smoke, you know, wasn't really anybody that they can plug into and and there was an outlet for, but those people that have Christ on the inside, that's why we have Christ because he is our comforter. He is our strength. He is our refuge, you know, and he, and, and there's a song that old people say he's a battle axe in the time of battle. And so we have those resources, you know, when we are in Christ, when we have the Holy ghost. And also when we pray, the spirit makes intercession for us. And so if we can't, if we don't trust enough in the God that we serve and in the relationship we claim to have with him, to be able to pray and be able to fall on our knees and give him all of our problems and burdens and be able to allow the spirit to make intercession for us that we may be strengthened in our walk with him. Then we have to go back and we have to examine that relationship with with that. Because if you're in a natural relationship with someone and you can't go to that person and talk to them and you can't go in that person and kind of find, find that, that hope and and kind of find that um you know that balance where you all are able to talk you all are able to you know have that conversation something is about you able to go if you don't can't don't have that in a relationship you got to question that natural relationship same thing with that with a spiritual relationship god is still going to remain constant but we have to look at how we are treating the Lord Jesus Christ in that relationship and how we are communicating with him. Is it only when, you know, during good times, is it only when we need something? Are we communicating with him and allowing him to make intercession for us, even in the times of distress and times of, you know, worry, times of pandemic, things like that? And that made me think of something else because like we're followers of Christ, right? So we want to be Christ-like. We need to follow him as an example. And like Christ came to, to earth for a purpose. He was born for a reason. And and that purpose was this, to, to die for our sins, you know? And I think as saints, we need to realize that we are here for a purpose. Our purpose is to spread the gospel, regardless of in what way that purpose is fulfilled, we all have a, t- a means to an end, you know, and I hate to sound like, <laughs> I don't want to sound negative, but I, I think we need to see that as a progressive thing. Jesus, he came to earth, he was born and he did his ministry. And then 33 years after that, he was done and he got caught up and it was, it was over. And I'm like, you know, and, and we want to live a long time and we, we want to do all of this and we want to do all of that. But at the end of the day, you know, that's just us wanting to be in flesh. <laughs> like, let's just like, if we focus on minister, we focus on our purpose, you know, and what does God want me here for? What does he want me to accomplish for his kingdom? Um, and once that is complete, then I can move on. That's that's something we could find like hope in, you know, like I've done what God asked me to do. Like I'm, I want to be like Elijah. I get it done and come up in a whirlwind. Like, <laughs> like whatever my purpose is, I know it's a negative, like it's not like an optimistic way of looking at life, but I, I think we need to think about, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it depends on your perspective though, not seeing it as optimistic. Um, God's saying something similar to that last last time we talked about just like making sure I do God's purpose and rolling out because I think we we get comfortable down here you know we do at times 
at times you are going to lose sight. You are, let's be real, you're going to lose sight. You're going to get distracted. You're going to get married. If you're not already married, you're going to have kids. Like there are different blessings that happen, but can sometimes also distract you. Because even the Bible said, well, Paul said it's better for you to be single. You focus on the Lord because if you get married, blah, blah, blah. There's a reason why he said that. Because like, you know, I think we just get so caught up in being here and trying to stay here Mm -hmm. that we don't really focus on our mission. We don't really seek out or we prolong seeking out our calling. Not necessarily calling, but our purpose. Because your calling is to walk for Christ. Your calling is to be a minister of the gospel. That's what Jesus did. That's what the disciples did. You do it too, you know? And if you're called to do something like specific within the realm or purpose to do something, then you pray and seek the Lord out on that. But that's another story. Um, But um, yeah, I agree with what Ra was saying. Mike, I read what you were saying as far as don't forget that we have the joy of the Lord and the Holy Ghost within us. Those who are filled and are experiencing mourning, lean on it you know uh first peter 5 7 says uh cast your cares on him for he cares for you like the birth of jesus ushered in so many promises so many blessings that i think we forget you know um that though that was one of the reasons why he came so we can cast our cares on him and rest in what he has already done for us through his birth burial or death burial and the resurrection so also there, have you guys ever like read the advent of like people usually around this time, they start the advent where they're going, they start from Mary and then they move on to, um, they just move through the gospel of when Jesus was born and then all the way up until April and then, which is Easter or Resurrection Sunday, sorry for those, I want to word it right. <laughs> and then they just read the Bible and just like, they do it every year. I think I've done it. I tried. I got to do it fully, but it's cool. You just walk through the scriptures. Anyway, another question. So look, what if somebody just wake up like, yo, I'm done with 2020 Christmas. Then we got New Year's. I'm, what if they just waking up and they're just like, no, I don't feel like being happy. I don't feel like Christmas is gone. I'm not cheerful anymore. I'm not happy. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't feel like it. <laughs> Maybe you need to go on the altar. Like, <laughs> no, because like people are facing depression and stuff. Like maybe it's something deeper than that. Cause like, I don't know. Like 2020 was a hard year, but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Like it hasn't been uh, there was a lot of things that were bad, but it wasn't terrible. We'll talk about this in a music session, but I've been listening to a whole bunch of encouraging songs and like, I I don't know, like the blessings, like God is still blessing. Like I lost both of my grandmothers this year. I lost a cousin. I lost five people <laughs> actually in total. And I'm, I'm praying that everybody else hold on until the end of this year. But, um, you know, despite of that, like I still have my job. I'm like, my bills are paid. There's so many things that I can be grateful for that. I don't dwell on those negative things. And I, I like, and I think once you start being consumed by the negativity, that's when you really have to evaluate and, and, and think, and I know it's hard to, it's easy to be get swallowed up in the happenings, but, um, 
I don't know. You got to get around somebody that's going to uplift you. I don't know what else to say. Because <laughs> people are getting drowned in their emotions and their feelings instead of being drowned in the spirit of God and having that lead you mostly. Uh, Tidy people's mic. <laughs> I think people got to have a I won't complain moment, um, meaning that they got to, you know, look at the good and look at the bad. And I think sometimes, you know, it's been so easy. Like a lot of people, if you ask them to be easy for them to say 2020 was a horrible year, it was a, it was a bad year. But if you look at it for, you know, a lot of people, there were a lot of great things that came out of this year. And a lot of times people forget that because they are so caught up in what's happening. They're caught up in the moment that they don't look at the bigger picture. Like, you know, just know, like you made it out of 2020 alive. That's a blessing right there that your name wasn't on, that your name made the wake up list 365 times this year. So sometimes people are not looking at the bigger picture or, and that's been how God has even blessed people in pandemic. Sometimes you got to sit down and make a list and be like all the good things look at, you know, you might have, you know, got a, a a new job during a lot of people got a new job during the pandemic. A lot of people, you know, bought new homes during the pandemic. A lot of people got a new car during the pandemic. So you have to really look at the great things that God has already done for you in a season where people say, oh, it's going to be impossible this season. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to happen. The economy has tanked. But God, you know, with him being who he is, you know, literally worked a miracle out on a lot of people's behalves and a lot of times because we're so caught up in a moment we fail to recognize like the great things that that have come out of that so I think a lot of times people have to sit down and do a self-reflection and reflect on the year like I always do that um going into a new year be like you know what like what can I you know what what happened great for me this year you know, okay, so what happened, what 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 happened that wasn't so great? If the good outweighed the bad, then you know, you have to rejoice in that. And for most people, especially if you alive and you're breathing and you in your right mind and you're healthy, you're breathing on your own, you're not on a ventilator, you know, that's a your a lot of your good has outweighed the bad. And I think sometimes too, um, people have to also to find, you know, from a natural perspective, find some positive coping mechanisms, you know, like things that that can take your attention off. Maybe the fact that, you know, it's, it's been a seemingly bad year for you and things of that nature. So there's a lot of different ways around it. But the main thing is, I think we have to start looking at, you know, counting our blessings and, you know, the songs to say and name them one by one. So. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. Well, yeah, I agree with what he was saying. Like, I mean, you got to reflect on this year, even if you had a tough time and just stop, take a moment and say, hey, do I need to learn how to count it all joy? Like there's certain things that we know we need to work on within ourselves. You know, if you petty patty or not petty patty, but pessimistic patty, whatever, you really got to search your heart you know, to see if that's one of the things you struggle with. If, you know, you struggle with um, keeping your mind on the Lord because that's what keeps your, that what keeps you in perfect peace. And like really dig into the scriptures, search out and see what Jesus did during the storm. When everybody else was frantic on the boat, Jesus was chilling. He was sleeping in the corner. He's like, what's wrong with y'all? Because it's a state of mind. Peace is a state of mind. 
uh, which can be accessed through the spirit. This joy is a state of mind that is also given to you as one of the fruits of the spirit, you know, peace as well. So we just got to, if you don't know how to do it, see how Jesus did it from his birth all the way up into the cross and the resurrection. Amen. He's the best example. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for y'all today. That was <laughs> Anybody want to add anything? For the Christmas holiday, Christmas spirit, any final words? Or we going to move on to the music section. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus is the gift. Ain't nobody going to join in? No, no I just made that up. I just made that up. How I'm about to start I singing. How join a song that you... <laughs> Just a, it's a it's a congregational song I just made. Just repeat the words <laughs> <laughs> like they always do. Oh Lord! Oh, he's a gift. The saints mm-hmm. always want to make up songs that we don't know. <laughs> hey, that's how we got. I know it was the blood. <laughs> All right. So, music ministry. Amen. Amen. Um, it was a great subject from Sister Clap. Amen. So let's um, segue it's into some music. Clap, okay. Pass the clap. Mm. <laughs> clap. All right. Interesting. I wonder if we have a discussion on women's roles in this church. Hey, I could find your preachers of uh, LA. Good <laughs> <Good> Lord. <laughs> Real oh, my. Um, remember that um prophecy show preach on lifetime did y'all ever see that no i got okay after this i'm gonna show y'all the the clip it got canceled thank god because i petitioned it (laughs) but go ahead sorry oh my god i hadn't heard of it what have you ladies been listening to this week what has been ministering to your spirit i've been born this week i just been listening to christmas music i'm trying to but like good Christmas songs, like I think for King and Country, I don't know if y'all listen to it. Mike, you probably don't, but Ron, have you heard of for King and Country? I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> they released the Christmas album. Like it had Are they a Christian group? Yeah. I'm still on Preacher's Wife album. I can't get oh, tired of that. Mommies and daddies always believe. Okay. Yes, I'm about to watch the movie this Christmas Eve. Me and my sister were having a Christmas movie party. But go ahead. <laughs> Random fact. Yeah. But um, that's all I've been listening to. I haven't been, oh yeah, and just worshiping with Maverick City Music. They've been getting me these past few, this whole month. I'll be going in. But Ron. I just haven't felt like it was Christmas, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't, it's, until it snowed the other day, I was like, oh. Like I said, like I have a house plant and started blooming. I was like, it's spring. I, I'm gonna skip Christmas. But songs, sorry. Um, this song like came across my mind and then I just went on a, like a rabbit hole this week. So um, Be Encouraged by William Beckton. I don't know if you remember this. I'll play a little bit. Oh. Mm. 
Yeah, like I've been on like this being courage kick. Okay. Um, Let the Lord minister to you by Donald Lawrence and the Tri City Singers is another one. Um, Cut it out. So that was a that was a throwback song too. I'm looking out for me. You keep on. Yes. Looking out, looking out for me. Oh man. Yeah, I just went down like this whole thing. More than I could perform <laughs> is over. Like all these encouraging songs. So Okay. Well, this is the topic for that. So Right on time. Bee, 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 bee. Sorry. <laughs> my be encouraged. He was like, bee, 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 bee. Um, this week, I've kind of been in my throwback bag. Um, I'm going to actually just keep it simple. I'm going to do two songs off of um, one album. This is the Spirit and Truth album from Bishop Eddie Long. Only reason I've been playing, I've been playing this album. It takes me back. Um, <laughs> it takes me back to about uh, growing up, going to church um, on the way to Sunday school, listening to the radio. So here's suddenly. I'm sure you all have already already know this song. But I'm gonna play it. So yeah, I've been listening to that album. Uh, also, another song on this CD was "Spirit and in Truth." Uh, it's a nice worship song that's on this album. Here it is. Um, so yeah, that is um, that was Bishop Eddie Long, and like I said, it takes me back to riding in the car on the way to Sunday school and the radio announcement would come out. Uh, we're gonna now. That was Bishop Eddie and the. Uh, New Birth Mass Choir with Spirit and In Truth. Next, we're going to have the Ready for the Spotlight artist. Um, so down here, we used to have Inspirations Across America. <laughs> it came on the radio, but it really just kind of took me back um, to a time um, growing up, going to Sunday school, you know, things of that nature. So very nostalgic songs. Um, and that was pretty much it. Of course, uh, for me, listening to Christmas music, um, as always, our hymn of the week hopefully my phone doesn't go dead so this week's hymn is is um a hymn all of our apostolic p baby should know it shall be light in the evening time the waterway the waterway um so uh everybody should know the words it shall be light in the evening time the path to glory you will surely find through the waterway, it is light today, baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, young and old, repent of all your sins, and the Holy the Ghost, Holy enter Ghost in. will enter in. The evening time, time has come. It's a fact that God and Christ, Christ are one. Are so one. On that, um, like I said, the waterway, 
Reflect on that. It's the anthem of the apostolic mm, church. It is. It is. So the waterway. I, the waterway. It is a fact that God and Christ are one. Just that line right there. It's a yes. fact. It can yes, be proven. God and Christ are one. It can be lineage. And through the God that's what you need to hold on to. That shall be light in the evening time. In the, in the evening time. We are in the evening time. And we got we're in the, the evening time. But we the light of the world. Amen. The light of the world. <laughs> we used to sing a song when I was growing up. We are the light of the world. Bright light shining in a very dark world. God has gone to prepare a place. We are the, mm. we are the salt of the earth. Okay. Y'all real anyway. sanctified. What song was that? Sit next. <laughs> Little kids singing that. <laughs> we be singing songs like funeral songs, like they just regular songs. to God. That's a funeral really? song. Right. It is. We didn't sing it at funerals. It's a highway to, way to Oh, yeah. We sing that at funerals. <laughs> What's up with this? Well, choirs, the choirs are marching in on that sometimes. You know, they march in. What they, they marched into Howard's <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you want to you want to no. march in a congregation song, you want to save all your energy yeah. for the songs you rehearsed, you want to save all your energy for the songs that you know the hard for your Hezekiah Walkers and James Hall and stuff, but you want to march in on something simple so you don't exert all your energy. I'm dead. <laughs> Especially when you had to do about seven to eight songs, you know, in the one service. So when I'm watching on congregational songs, something you can sing in unison, you know, mm-hmm. open up with this is the day so you can save all this your good stuff, you know, for yeah. later on in the service mm. with your energy there. Yeah, we sing all of the songs. Those are our regular congregational songs. We never sing them at funerals. I don't know. They're not funeral songs to me. They funeral songs to me. <laughs> they yeah, we, used to sing, um, we used to sing that. It's a highway to heaven. We used to sing... Um, uh, what was that other song we used to sing? Um, but the Purita. When we all get to heaven. When we all get to heaven. When we, we all get to heaven. We all get Funeral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we sing that every Sunday. What? <laughs> <laughs> Almost seriously. Those songs, I lie to you not. I got the victory, praise the Lord. Oh, see, that's not funeral. I got the victory, praise the Lord. But yeah. Um, but that was our music selections i about to say music man segment lord um that was our music selection <laughs> from the- <laughs> sorry for listening to too much of the frizzle uh but that's our music selection from the pew babies this week amen, amen. so do we have any closing remarks merry christmas merry christmas it's like i don't know <laughs> i just want to say um merry christmas to everybody happy holidays um uh, if you don't happy celebrate holidays. Christmas, happy holidays um and i just want to leave this remark like if you have somebody in your family that you know does not know jesus now will you know will be the perfect opportunity you know to introduce them to this perfect gift that's a perfect gift that you can get fits everybody everybody keeps on giving sometimes you get things that says one size fit all but this one fits everybody. So um, make sure you take the opportunity to introduce your loved one to the God that you serve. I remember um, they, when my pastor used to say, you know, it's selfish for of you not to tell somebody that doesn't know Jesus, 
not to tell them about it? What kind of friend are you not to tell those that don't know Christ about the um about the God that you serve? Amen. So take this opportunity Amen. to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it, like I'll say this too, like if you're feeling down this holiday season, like we don't want to downplay people's emotions. Like feel free, like reach out to people. You can reach out to us. Send us a you baby We will hop on a Zoom call with you. I don't know about everything, but we will hop on a Zoom call with we'll you. Do it. Uh, you know, like I'm down to get to know Write you. us a I'm letter. Down. So it's yeah, somebody writing letters. Right. The announcements. If this has been a bl- uh, this ministry has been a blessing to you, write us a letter. Pew babies, in care of your <laughs> box. Lord. But yeah, no, definitely just get around people that you care about and that you love. And if you don't have them, you know, like I said, uh, reach out to us or. Pray to God. Yeah, reach out to us. We're here, man. We ain't doing nothing. It's quarantine. <laughs> right. I'll be at home. I'll stay at home. I'm not playing with these people. We would love to talk to y'all, get to know y'all, and just encourage you guys because we love you guys. Thanks for listening this year. Amen. Right. Uh, benediction. Dang, can I say my closing remarks? So oh, I'm I agree. So sorry. Hey, my brother Mike said the holidays is usually where you share the faith. Uh, so ask the Lord what to say to your family members as well. Be guided in peace and love, you know. And, um, yeah, oh, and what Ron said, you know, if you feel down, like we're not trying to downplay any emotions here, like really, uh, we'll be praying for y'all. I forgot what I was gonna say, but we'll be praying for y'all. And uh, dang, I forgot what I was gonna say. See, Ron, you cut me off. I was ready. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh no, I was about to say, like those who have lost people. If you're saved, or you know someone who's unsaved who lost somebody, and that'll be a great time to minister. Just take some time, pray for them. Be like, hey, I just want to pray. Let's pray. Take it to Jesus, because that may introduce them to Christ. You never know what they'll lead to, you know. And that way, right then and there, God can become a comforter to them as well, and around anybody who's shut in and has a feeling of depression or whatever. Um, yeah. Give us a call. We'll pray for you too. Send your prayer request to pewbabies at gmail.com. Cause we'll pray. We got some praying people. Apostle praise. Ron, <laughs> you look like you be on your knees. <laughs> Day or night. Benediction. Peace for your team. Peace and multiply Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Peace to you. Peace be multiplied. Happy holidays. Long. Holidays. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy. And we'll see you on the other My side. My life was church and all it. I'm a pew baby.